Welcome to the World Changers in Tech podcast, where we bring you the most exciting, passionate, impact-driven tech entrepreneurs and actors changing the world one tech at a time. Our episodes foster the sustainable development goals to inspire, build, and grow a sustainable future. So get to know your SDGs and World Changers in Tech. My name is Anna Yukiko Bickenbach, and let's get on to today's episode. Dear World Changers and Tech listeners, today we find ourselves living in changing times, Corona times, one that has created challenges and many adjustments, but mostly as we would like to see them here at German Tech, we see it as a time to innovate and create chances from opportunities. Our physical events, meetups and open lectures had to be canceled, but instead of them being lost, we decided that we would rather digitize them for you so you can also be a part of it. We wanted to include you, our community, in all aspects. So we've adapted our approach to edit down our live digital events so you can hear them as well. We hope you get the most out of it, enjoy it, stay healthy and stay tuned. And we're looking forward to many more episodes with you guys. I'm going to say welcome everyone to my home office. My name is Anna Yukiko Bickenbach and I'm the event and program manager at German Tech. Hello, also from my side, I'm uh, Maria, and this is also my home office, and I guess we're all in our home offices at the moment. Um, I'm the managing director of uh, German Tech, and we're very happy to um, have you joining this uh, new format with us. Um, so we came up with the idea that the things that happened during the last day made us learn so much and so fast, um, and so, so many things that I never thought of that I would even... Uh, learn them. So we've been discussing that um, we think that everybody has something to share at the moment and we want to try out new formats to share this knowledge, to um, stay interactive and in exchange with our community and maybe even beyond. So maybe even people who are not part of our community yet. Um, and that is all possible because um, of our digitalized world. And we want to use these means now uh, even more than before to yeah, share knowledge about what is possible and um, spark new ideas to everybody to use this more as a chance than uh, as a threat to the current situation, right? Yeah, and uh, so I think uh, in the formats that I've done or that I do, in the, do generally, they're called World Changer and Text where we have meetups and open lectures and I do a podcast as well. And especially in the event space, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Like, you know, do we have to cancel or not? And this has been a discussion in the last two weeks. So uh, we can definitely share our thoughts on that too. Um, and the great part about what's happened in the last few days, I think for us and for me is we've been able to digitalize all of our interactions and all the things that we were going, going to do in the flesh. Uh, we've actually been able to now change into uh, digital formats and I'm already kind of going ahead of myself because uh, I kind of, we wanted to tell you guys a little bit more also about what German tech does in general. And I'll let Maria do that before we kind of talk about how our own daily lives and responsibilities have changed in the last week. Yeah, so uh, German Tech uh, is roughly five years old and we consider ourselves an ecosystem builder. Um, so we're building digital ecosystems for a sustainable future, um, which means that we are working with corporations, we're working with startups, but also with uh, universities, um, institutions from the public sector, NGOs, 
um, to support them to achieve the sustainable development goals by the UN by using the means of entrepreneurship and technology. So far, a lot of the things that we've been doing, just as Anna said, is a lot of on-site, offline teaching, doing workshops, um, being on ground, talking to people, connecting people. Um, that's something that uh, is not possible for us at the moment, but uh, we are very happy that we already have an infrastructure that uh, allows us to digitalize everything quite familiar, uh, quite, uh, quite easy. Um, and that the tools that we are using are familiar for us. So it's not something completely new and we want to share that knowledge. I'm going to take the interviewer role, I think, Maria, if that's okay with you also, because um, I'm used to always doing so many interviews. But uh, so how many people are we at German Tech? So people get an idea of our size and maybe, you know, at the end, maybe that's why we're so agile as well. But yeah, so we are a team of 12 people at the moment. Some of them are already used to doing home office. Some of them are based in two cities in Germany and are commuting um, between the two cities. And yeah, that's the, that was the state until last week and it is still now. Um, and do you want to talk about your, like generally how does your, like your everyday role as a managing director at German Tech? So then- yeah. So as, uh, as the managing director, so we are two managing directors at, uh, at German Tech. It is me and Michael doing that. And my role is more the one of uh, the operations manager. So I'm taking care of uh, everything that is happening in the back end of the organization, organizing everything from accounting, um, but also our events and our sustainability activities. Uh, whereas Michael is more con focusing and concentrating on our corporate activities. Okay, and I'll just uh, rehash again what I said. So I do, I'm the events and program manager and I do a World Changers in Tech event series, which are physical meetups um, ranging from 50 to over 100 people where we uh, basically do an open lecture or meetup um, and I do podcasts as well. So everything that I do involves, you know, getting the people together on the ground and them having an experience. And so that is something that obviously in the last week uh, had to be rethought there's also a very big event that we do with uh, Union Investment called PropTech Innovation Award, uh, which is about, you know, 500 people usually. Um, and now that has been a big thing of debate in the last month and has we had to reiterate, you know, what's going on with the current events. So just so you guys get an idea of what our normal daily lives look like and how now in the conversation, Marianne, I will tell you what our last week has been like. Um, and for all those that have joined us, there's a little chat box at the bottom where you can ask um, us questions as we're going, because Maria and I are, you know, we're, this is a flexible format and we want to use it as a talk show where we're talking with each other and then involving you guys as we go. So um, the way I thought about looking at this is kind of, we start at last week, Monday, being mm -hmm. in Berlin. I was in the office and I was preparing for the, the Tuesday meetup which was the 10th of March, where we had over, I mean, we had 200 signups, to be honest. It was like, we had a femtech-focused meetup, so it was very, very popular. And on that Monday, I was still preparing to do this meetup because nothing told us not to do it yet. We were in Berlin. Um, and, and Maria? <laughs> um, I, I was in... Uh... 
<laughs> in a, I had I had a day off, and so I was on vacations, uh, enjoying some spa uh, luxury here in Berlin. And um, when I think back now, it's kind of crazy that I still was relaxed enough to do that. Um, but I, I'm, I'm also kind of, uh, when, when I talk with friends about how the situation evolved and how fast it, it evolved, I was one of the people who really made jokes about this whole thing for quite a long time. And because I thought that everybody was completely exaggerating and it will not be that, uh, that, that bad and that people, whoever those people are, will figure it out. Um, so yeah, last Monday, um, I was quite relaxed in the spa, in the sauna, <laughs> um, a while, while things started in the office. Yes. Yeah. And things started in the office because we have, uh, one of our employees and friends, he has an underlying health condition. So for him, it was, he brought it up during our, our morning daily and said, listen, you know, I take this very seriously and I would want to do home office. And, you know, it made all of us think about, okay, well, you know, what, do our like home office policies even look like? And this is a time where on that weekend, I believe the first news came out that, you know, there was a young guy from Mitte who was like 23. Uh, I don't know the exact, you know, but there was a young guy from Mitte who went to the club. And so he has Corona or COVID-19 and there was just like a few cases popping up in Mitte, right? So it wasn't a huge alarm yet in Berlin. It was like, okay, it got here, but that's about it. Um, so then on Tuesday, Maria, I think there were some changes. You were in the office, Elise, because you were supposed to be on vacation. So Maria came yeah, in. I was still supposed to be on vacation, but uh, um, on uh, Tuesday morning, I woke up, I saw the news, um, and I had this gut feeling, okay, it is not the right time to, to do vacation now and to, to chill, but to um, go to the office and to talk to the team. And um, I guess that's something that we've, uh, that I would also recommend every startup or every, every startup founder, every uh, leader out there to, to keep talking to each other, to keep um, communicating a lot and to, um, yeah, discuss what is on your mind uh, and what is the, what are the thoughts that are on your mind? Because I can uh, imagine, because it was the case in our, it was the case in our situation as well, there are so many thoughts going on in my mind. Not, I, I cannot even put them together. There are so many ideas and so many um, risks that you have to think of and so many chances that, that they are popping up. And it is like this crazy time for me as an employer. And it really, really helps to stay in touch with the team um, because they also have a lot of ideas. And uh, I'm quite sure that we can say that we only go through this, we can only get through this together. And if you want to get out stronger at the end. Yeah. And I think as an employee, that's one of the things that I, I mean, of course, we're a little bit of a smaller team and that's going to make a difference in how you communicate in comparison to a corporate. Uh, but we were very, uh, had an open dialogue about it. And I think that's what I least appreciated, even if on that Monday meeting, it, it was like people's reality were just different, right? And so we had to figure out how do we respect each other's reality or, you know, the empathy part and she understand each other. And um, so on that Tuesday, Maria came into the office. For me, I had this huge femtech event, which was because it was femtech, um, we had these really great uh, speakers coming on board, or they came on board that were there. The only one that couldn't come, she was from Switzerland, Natalie from Daisy. And that was kind of clear in my head that there might be some issues with people that have to come from afar. So she canceled. 
However, it didn't mean that people weren't going to show up. And from the over 200 considering a no-show rate and that it was raining, the weather was extremely horrible. We still had 50 people that showed up and we had a really great event and everything seemed like people actually came because they said things were being canceled and, you know, we needed, you know, like, yeah, oh, okay, great. At least something that we can do. And people were still in very good spirits, I have to say. Like, you didn't have that feeling like you did as things gradually shifted to the Friday. Um, so we're going from Tuesday to, like, Wednesday, Thursday. And I know, Maria, this is where you started actually taking action. Yeah. I mean, the situ- we've been watching the situation and we've been watching what especially the um, federal government of uh, Germany was preparing very closely, not only since the last um, two weeks, but um, one thing I personally lo- learned also during the last weeks is um, that I, I really have to steer my uh, media consumption um, because the thing is so big at the moment. Um, so for me and myself, I decided that I will not... Um, look at any other news websites other than uh, the official ones from the federal government, the Robert Koch Institute uh, in Germany and um, the Tagesschau, which is um, the public broadcast news, news. in Germany. Yeah channel, yeah. yeah, channel. And of course, we've been watching closely how the government uh, reacts and um, you can have any opinion on uh, the government and on the political parties in this country and in Europe, uh, but we have to say from a from an entrepreneurial side, they are doing quite a good job. So they announced very, very early that they will be supportive. They announced very early how they will be supportive. So the one instrument um, that I uh, really had a deeper look into and that I also recommend to every startup and every small medium business uh, in Germany at the moment to have a closer look at is uh, the one that is Kurzarbeit. I don't know how to translate it. Anna, is what, how would you call that? I actually did my research before this because I knew we'd have these like terminologies. Um, they call it short-term work. <laughs> okay, so, so short-term work, um, which is an instrument of the government to prevent us enterprises to have to let go people um, and they announced this very very early so we 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 looked at this very early like I think it was three weeks ago um, that we started preparing and also talking to our employees and we, we started preparing all the paperwork to have it ready by the moment that we might need it we uh, so you have to have the uh, consent from all of your employees that they are um, so you need the signature um, that they are um, that they are consent with it, um, and that's something that we started preparing quite early. Thursday, I remember this on Thursday. I think you guys announced it the yeah. first time. Yeah. Can I, I add to that really quick? Yeah. May, may I add to that really quick? So because you said um, it's also a contract to help let people go, but in essence, the way I understood it too, because it's like twofold. The other side is if due to the crisis, we have to work less because there's no other way. For example, now that the kindergartens and the schools are closed and you have to take care of your kids, then the government will pay for 60% to 76% of the wages that are lost. 67. So for me, I have a child, so it's 67%. You're a single individual, it's 60%. So technically it's a way of 
safekeeping your, your income if in the end you cannot work. Exactly. And it also helps enterprises to be more flexible because, I mean, there are still so many things that, that, that are unclear at the point given. Um, we don't know how our business will look like in two weeks or in four weeks or in six weeks. Um, no real um, effects have been into have been taken into account. Or not, not how do you say that? It's it, it didn't, didn't really affect us yet, but the signs are that it will be affect us. And I would recommend it to every enterprise to be as prepared as possible. So to look into these um, instruments from the government, from the official parts, because. We are super, super lucky that uh, Germany is uh, a rich country and um, that the government announced and also the, the city and the states announced that there is enough money there to support us. Um, but it is our job now to understand what we have to do to take these help and, and use these help, this help to uh, keep our economy as healthy as possible. Yeah, and I'm going to say from an employee uh, perspective, when Maria announced this in the morning, I said, I wasn't in the office because actually my son was sick, and I wrote her and I said, listen, um, let's talk about it because I'm not going to sign it unless my questions are answered. Mm -hmm. And so the next day, you know, because obviously the way you interpret might be different for everyone, but for me, the whole point was I was realizing the kindergartens and schools were going to close. And I, as a single mom, wasn't sure if I was going to be able to even work all the hours if I had my child running around. So there was these two very, you know, two different things happening where after I talked to Maria, I said, great, you know what, if it means I have to work less because I can't anyways, in a sense, but I know that my pay, pay is being guaranteed for, at least from the social welfare state perspective that the government is going to, you know, help fund, then I'm totally for it. And so for me, it was kind of a no brainer and I signed it. Um, yeah. Because for me, that was completely okay. Cause I understand the situation and a lot of SMEs, are going to have to go through how are they going to finance themselves in the next, you know, beyond the next three months if we don't know what's happening. Uh, just, just to add that. Yeah. And um, I mean, to be, to be completely honest, um, I, I can't understand that uh, employees are insecure when, when your employer asks you to sign something like that. Because in the end, it might mean that you get less money uh, at the end of the month. But I'm, I'm convinced that in the end, it is a win-win-win situation for everybody because we are able to continue with our operations. Uh, employees are able to still get um, a decent amount of their money and uh, we will not have to let go people. And that is the instrument what is it made for. And it's, it's, it's really a good thing and everybody should really... I know that there are personal situations and people have their, their costs to pay, but um, the situation is very, very serious and uh, we don't want to panic, but we want to take into account that things might get worse and that we think about it and that we are as prepared as we can be. Yeah. What I wanted to rehash on is when we're going through the situation where contracts have to be changed, et cetera, I appreciated it that you guys were being transparent and open about it rather than you know, just kind of like hitting us with it, basically. I mean, I, I, I think the form of communication was really important. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to move forward to basically then on Friday, Berlin announced that the kindergartens and the schools were going to close starting Tuesday, which is today. So 
what I ended up doing now on a private, in, a, in my private scenario was I got together some families um, that are close to us in the kindergarten so we could figure out how to rotate kids. And I think a lot of parents are probably doing this because the issue is you can't necessarily go to the grandparents because you know, they're in that risky age group. So, you know, it's this catch 22, like you can't do anything. So I figured out a way, hopefully this is the first week, we can tune in again next week and see if it worked out that we're rotating our children, if we're able to still do the work that we want to. But, um, <laughs> Benjamin added a comment to this that it is not a good idea. To rotate your children? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I've also, Benjamin, I feel you, um, I've been discussing this with, with uh, Anna of if it is a good idea or not, because of course, yes. And oh, you looked hard about fear. So viro virologists advise against this last night. I, I see that point, um, but they also say that it is better to have them have them in smaller groups, have the kids in smaller groups right. than in the big kindergarten groups. Because as you told me yesterday, there are 200 kids in one kindergarten. So our kindergarten is a state kindergarten, so there's 200 kids and 50 per, per unit. And uh, right now, we just have two kids and two families. And if it's possible, we're going to have basically these three kids that are just rotating between three families. And I and sure, the, it's going to get riskier the more people you bring into the equation. So as of now, none of us are sick. One of us, actually one of us, um, she got tested as negative <laughs> so we already know <laughs> she's negative so probably her family is too um but you're right so we're gonna see how this all turns out you never know maybe next week when we do this session again one of us is going to be in quarantine or quarantine and uh so we'll figure we'll see um i want to move on really yeah yeah and on, on the other hand i would love to hear other ideas so, um, because there are no good solutions for the situation at the moment, because from my side as an employer, I really, really appreciate that uh, Anna is still, able, is still able to work and, and all the other colleagues that do have children and that they organize themselves and that, um, of course, we are flexible enough to, to make that possible, but also that they are flexible enough to keep on working because otherwise we would have, would have just to stop operations. Yeah. So I want to move on to, so the weekend, ha so Friday that, that happened, right? So kids are gonna stay home. Then on Sunday evening, we got an email from management from Maria saying, hey, listen guys, starting from Monday, tomorrow, you guys can all do home office. That was a super important step, I think, on my side because, and I'm sure uh, this model was very similar across all of Berlin or Germany, people were getting together on the weekend and just being like, what are we going to do? Like, what is our employer? What, what's the plan of our employer? Like, are we, can we do home office? Do we have to go into work? Are we going to get, you know, no one had a clue. So for me, at least on that Sunday, I knew, all right, I don't have to go into the office the next day. It's purely hundred percent home office. That was very helpful. Whereas I know other people on Monday were going in to figure out the scenario so that was helpful. Thank you. Yeah. So we've been uh, in touch also um, with our uh, shareholders over the weekend a lot. And uh, we've been discussing what would be the best also for, um, for German tech. And of course, we wanted to follow all the um, official um, recommendations from uh, the state of Berlin. And as uh, things really got worse really fast, it was the only way for us to go to keep everybody at home and um, 
yeah, so we are in home office since yesterday. <laughs> and um, from my perspective, uh, I can say that I'm super positively surprised um, because I do not feel that we lost any speed. We are uh, in a constant uh, exchange. How do we do that? Um, so what we're doing is that we have a virtual team room which every team member uh, has, it is like a Google Hangout link that we use. So we have a Google Hangout room open where we are all muted, obviously, otherwise it would be too loud. But whenever somebody has the urge to um, do that, what we do in the office, when you're just calling your colleague across uh, your desk, you can just unmute yourself and say, be like, hey, Anna, did you think about this and that? And did you talk to customer X, Y? Um, and then the other person can just answer and it gives us, it, at least for me, I can speak only for me at the moment because we haven't been uh, really discussing it, but it gives me the feeling that I'm not alone in my, uh, in my living room. There are other people working on the same, same stuff as I do and we're still in a constant exchange. And I think that will be the most important thing for however long this will take. Nobody knows at the moment. Um, that we keep in touch and that we keep, uh, that we will be still in this constant exchange. And maybe that's also the answer to your question, Valentin. Of course, we do not have um, this coffee together and we do not have lunch breaks together, though I already heard of some other startups that are doing that. So they open up there, they, they get their food, they prepare their food and they open up a call so that they can have lunch together or they um, do coffee breaks in the afternoon at 2 p.m. So being in constant um, exchange is super important. And also having this presence of everybody for the whole eight hours a day. Um, I do not feel that people are distracted because we are working together. We are in this together. Yeah. I mean, which I also want to add, one of our events that we were going to have live is an exchange breakfast where we, it was supposed to be an intimate group of 30 entrepreneurs and investors focused on like female entrepreneurship and investor topics uh, with a beautiful breakfast. And instead of actually canceling it, we're all going to have a breakfast session together um, with uh, our five other panelists that'll be there. And some of the panelists, you know, they have kids. And she said, well, if it doesn't bother you guys that you can hear one of my three kids or all three kids simultaneously, then, you know, I'm fine. And I said, perfect, because that's exact. I mean, that's the reality of it, isn't it? Where everyone has things that they need to actually take care of privately. Most and, and parents, especially now that kids are home, it's going to be different. And I think it's completely fine. And it's actually the best thing we can do is to embrace the reality and, and learn from it. Um, a lot of positive things that, that have also happened uh, now that we answered the Q&A. I also want to say what we do, Valentine, also is we have a daily every morning. So that's the first point of contact where we actually talk to everyone in the team. We have our videos on. Um, I believe in the virtual working room, we've also said that the management has their video on. I don't know if this is for entertainment purposes only <laughs> or... <laughs> Because <laughs> I was able to comment, you know, like uh, uh, that there's some three three day beards going on and stuff. But um, I think that you know, and that's that's the part which is helpful. Um, we have a question also from Diana about getting sick while being at home office. Is it good going to the doctor to get sick? Leave a good idea. 
So, so for example, we had someone that was, or we actually do have one of our colleagues got sick. I hope he starts feeling better soon. Um, it's not, has nothing to do with Corona, but he has something with his, um, what's the name? Uh, kidneys. So in that case, Maria, it's clear. Yeah. So um, the thing is, I don't know, Diana, are you based in Germany at the moment or are you based somewhere else? Because in Germany, there is um, a, a exception rule at the moment that you do not have to go to the doctor if you are getting sick. I mean, it, of course, it, is, it depends on the symptoms, but you can just call your doctor and they can give you a sick note for seven days without even seeing a doctor. Other than that, I can also advise, there is another digital tool, of course, that uh, I use myself. Um, it is called uh, Teleclinic. It's also an app you can download. So you can see a doctor online, um, which is if, if your symptoms are not that, that uh, severe, of course. Um, in any case, I would always, in the current situation, as nobody knows exactly if he or she has the virus, um, I would always advise to call the doctor first before going to, um, to the uh, praxis, to the doctors and, uh, and getting a sick note. And they will advise you what to do and where to go. Yeah. What are all the other points that we can touch upon? I thought maybe we could talk about the tools that we use in case yeah. we need to actually have the setup. So maybe I'll, I'll talk, talk about the ones that I use because mine, mine are super basic and then you have like other tools, but um, so Slack is the general chat tool that we all use within the office. When we do our daily, that's a Google Hangout, which has also become our virtual room, which we always leave on unless literally it's like your office space. If you're in the office room, it's like on, but it's on mute. And for me, when I had other meetings, virtual, like digital meetings, I would leave that room. And I would let people know like, hey, I have a meeting, I'm gonna tune back in later. Cause it's, it's kind of like a symbolic way of seeing your presence if you're there or not. And then we have, um, we use Clockify to kind of track, you know, also what are we working at, on uh, for how many hours? I mean, I guess this is something that also in terms of just timesheets, project management is helpful. Um, Anything else that you want to add to that tools that we use? And Zoom, obviously, now for, for the webinar. So we're using uh, Zoom for the webinar. We're using Zoom also for our workshops with our corporate clients. Um, I mean, one thing that, especially with and when working with corporates, one um, challenge that is uh, not new to us now, but it is, uh, <laughs> it is getting worse at the moment, is that some of them, for example, do not have the ability because of their security of their infrastructure security um, rules that they cannot access, for example, G Suite documents. Um, so you have to always uh, think about that if you want to share documents with somebody because uh, German tech is uh, completely in the Google world, uh, which means that all of our documents, everything is in the cloud and nothing is on our really hardware computers. Um, so we can change uh, hardware devices anytime we can work from wherever we want uh, or wherever we have to <laughs> better that that way um, the thing is I've been talking to a lot of friends from the not so digital not startup world working those ones who are working for corporate those are ones working for public institutions and they really really have um, a lot of challenges at the moment but easy infrastructure stuff. And I'm really happy that uh, we set this all up before 
um, the whole crisis and that we can now share our knowledge. So if you want to, if, if you are um, in, in search for some of the tools, we can set up a one-on-one -on -one -one call and we tell you a little bit of what, what is easy to use and which, um, which tools, how to set them up. All of this is really not rocket science. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody has to be a, a tech developer to understand what we are using. I'm not an IT girl and as not an IT girl, we only work for a tech company by chance, <laughs> but uh, it will really, really help you all to get through this. Yeah, and I thought it was quite amazing yesterday you know, it allows us to be so agile that when we were working on the newsletter, you know, I had Dania marketing and then I had Tabea who's um, assisting events coordinator. And so we were going through the newsletter topic and all three of us were working out the document at the same time, but we were also in a group chat, like, like, like with our voices. So we were talking to each other while working and that was super helpful because I felt like we were so much more efficient even in this home office atmosphere than maybe at work because it's like we're focused and we had to dial down on what had to be done at the time. That's um, also one of the experiences that I've made so far with the online meetings. So I've been in an online uh, meeting that should have been uh, an offline meeting for six hours this morning. And I thought it was so efficient because it is really like, you know, German efficiency. We start at nine and everybody is there at nine and you start at nine. Um, another experience that I made three weeks ago is um, a meeting uh, in Brussels at the European Commission that should have taken in Brussels, but also was um, canceled uh, due to the crisis. Um, we were 14 people sitting in eight different countries um, and the advice uh, the, um, the the result of the meeting was the same as if we were there of course the social part was missing so we couldn't go for dinner afterwards together and that was kind of sad but also when you think about how how many costs we could save if we would not fly around the world so often but just really look okay is this something that we can do in an online meeting that is well moderated and well, well prepared. Um, I think this is a really, really great chance and Corona will also teach us um, how to use it even better. And it's not even the cost, it's the time. I mean, to be honest, I, in my contract, um, have also that I can do home office at least once a day because that extra one hour, week. <laughs> I mean, uh, once a week, sorry, <laughs> just because, you know, um, I don't want to always emphasize being the whole, you know, mom, but it's this idea that the hour and 20 minutes that day I can actually use much more effectively. And I feel that's where it's given a lot of people a lot more freedoms as well. And as you say, Maria, with the whole, you know, with Corona, I hope a lot of this does stick and that maybe in the future, um, home office can simply apply if someone feels like they're under the weather, so they don't come into the office and they just don't affect, infect anyone else. Because in the past, it's always been used as like the last measure, you know, like if you're, you know, super sick and you have a deadline. I mean, of course, if you have, a, if you have to stay in bed, you have to stay in bed. But I'm hoping maybe there'll be more culture, culture shifts in that form of uh, acceptance as to how we use home office, which will then again be based on like trust and which tools do you use for communication, which I think goes to the next question from Diana. Do you want to read that aloud, Maria? Yeah, uh, so Diana asks, any advice on how to motivate people in each team to share their thoughts and concerns? I feel it's great to have the tools, but I also feel not everyone is as engaged to keep communication flowing as we should. Com keep communication flowing as we should. 
Well, I, um, it, it also depends a little bit on the culture that has been uh, set into place before Corona, because yeah. um, what we've been doing since months now, I don't actually know when we started. We started sometime last year. It's doing a daily check-in. So really, really everybody. November. Hmm? November. Yeah. So we do this daily check-in, which is really 15 minutes in the morning where everybody um, gathers around in a circle. If we are in the office, everybody who's not in the office just joins virtually. We've been doing that since ever. So wherever you are, you can join this, this daily team meeting. Um, and everybody just says two or three sentences on which projects um, they're working today and on which, uh, which tasks they want to fulfill today and what are maybe um, challenges that they might, might face and where they need some help from the team. It is really, it sounds so simple, but the effect is really, really huge because everybody in the team, especially when it is a small team, I mean, as I said, we are 12 now, if you're five to six, it really, really helps to just understand, okay, who's struggling with what, who is working on what. And it also gives you a better connection between each other. And maybe that also helps so that people are more open to, to share their concerns. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with obviously creating a safe place, right? You feel safe voicing your concerns. So I can only double down on that. So it's a lot of, you know, team culture. Um, and if it's something that, you know, maybe isn't represented yet in your company, Diana, then maybe that's something to just openly talk, talk about to everyone now and seeing with the current situation, um, if everyone's, you know, willing to just open up about how they feel first, you know, what concerns they have and uh, trying to be supportive of each other and having an open ear. I think that's also a very important part is wanting to listen to each other and not just kind of like, hey, um, what do you think? Uh, we have questions popping in now, which is perfect because I think we can do um, lots of Q&A. The question we have, I'm going to answer, not answer, the question I'm going to read aloud. I'm working as a bank manager, and yes, I agree with the efficiency of web meetings in general for work. Do you already have experiences with events, which were supposed to be for networking and knowledge exchange? How do you network and meet people online? That is a very good question. Um, to tell you, to be completely honest, our next event, it's going to be next Wednesday. And I completely agree with you that one of the reasons we all like to meet physically is the networking, right? And the value you have by looking someone in the face and being able to ask questions and get to know them better. And that's how you, you, you just network differently. I don't have a complete answer to that format yet. What I can imagine doing, like what we're gonna do is we're also gonna do the Zoom where we're gonna have our five panelists, where we go and talk, where we have the Q&A in the chat from the participants. And then I think it's more of a question of saying, what are the topics you guys are interested in, right? So people are gonna write in the chat, like this is my concern, this is my concern and then have everyone who's been there as an attendee kind of connect with each other to exchange in another chat group. I see that, I, you know, it's kind of like subgrouping them. That would be a suggestion of mine. I don't know if it necessarily yeah. can work, but at least that way maybe you can create some value in meeting the right people. Yeah, and it's also um, one of the applications. If you, I don't want to do any advertising here for Zoom, but uh, 
until two weeks two weeks ago i really didn't like it at all but now i understood the um the all the advantages of it so i had uh, this kind of thing this morning so what you can do in zoom is that you can have um a big group where you can also not like we have you only in the chat now but everybody is in it with a video so we can do like a one um big introduction round with everybody if it's like 10 12 people and um, that was the case this morning and then you can put two or three people in a, a private room within this conversation. It has to be moderated though, of course, but then you can put two or three people in a private room for like 20 minutes where you then can have a, um, a very um, dense one-on-one -on -one check-in or exchange and then go back to the, to the large group again. So it is a little bit like if you were at uh, a party or at a networking event and then you can just talk to the whole group and then you can have one-on-one -on -one conversations. So it is something that is doable um, within these tools. Yeah. Um, so Jan is asking what he wants to have is more transparency and knowing who's listening, who's online, which kind of means you can cater to your own needs by knowing who's there. So for example, the only suggestion I could give there is if we were to tell our attendees, listen, if you sign into Zoom, please do it with you know, your first name, who do you work for, and what's your position. Um, that seemed like, seems almost like the easiest way to at least have some transparency in who the person is and like these three steps. Of course, you can't force anyone. My feeling is, Jan, I know you have a very big event coming up. If you're able to structure people coming in with, with being to assemble that information, um, that'll be worthwhile for them to then target each other. Because I do see what you're saying is like, if you have too many people, it's not necessarily uh, maybe just based on the interest, but you want to know who it is. So if it's a VC, then the startup can go to the VC. Um, I hope we were able to at least give some tips for that. Uh, Valentina uh, wrote a question, which I think Maria is best for you to answer. Are you worried about your work with corporate clients? Do you think it could decrease in next weeks? Maybe because corporates could slow their activities here in Italy. Many big corporates. Oh, it's Valentina. Oh, I got it. <laughs> here in Italy, many big corporates have stopped every activities, if not directly connected to the emergency. So they're not really continuing their previous activities. Any suggestions to continue motivating them despite the emergency? I think the situation is a little bit different in Germany. Um, we are not sure what will happen, but um, other than in Italy, the um, German, at least as far as I understood, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't, do, not, do not know how the Italian um, media put everything uh, and the Italian government, I don't know any details, but the German government really, really reacted very fast um, with uh, a lot of uh, instruments that they will be putting in place to prevent the economy and also the big corporations from uh, going into this, we're not doing anything mode. Um, it is not, it doesn't look like that um, at the moment. Um, we, we think it might be the case that they slow down, but we um, expect that, that time only to be temporary. And uh, we are entrepreneurs, of course, so we want to use that time to think more about, okay, how, uh, how can we even enforce more innovation? How can we support them better? Because um, if they, when everything comes back to normal, um, we hope that, of course, something changed uh, and, and will, something will change, of course, uh, through the whole situation. Um, 
and uh, we're a strong believer in innovation and that we will support them even more and that we will use this time um, not as a lost time, but uh, to develop new formats, to, to develop new ideas, to uh, talk to more people and to, to grow the network. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that you can just advise them all the time. I mean, standing still is not an option at the moment. I know we are worried and I know there are people sick and I know there are a lot of people dying, especially um, in Italy, but there will be a lot of people surviving uh, and we also have to think about how will uh, the world look like and how do we want it to look like when uh, this whole thing is over. Yeah, and I completely agree. I think freezing the situation is not going to help because inevitably this might happen again in the second wave. And so it means you need to figure out quickly how, you know, get your best team together and figure out how to innovate yourself in order to continue in the next, you know, weeks or months, like finding your strengths in the situation. Um, I know that we have German tech, we've also talked about this, like how can we use this, this scenario right now? And for example, Maria and I also doing the webinar and talking about our experiences and what we're learning from it and how we're changing our, you know, work methods in order to become very agile. Um, and we wanna be able to, I think uh, this is something uh, it's not official yet, but we want to use this moment to see if we can get more innovative innovators together to help the the scenario if it were to get worse. Um, so, yeah, and maybe maybe that's also some, something you can try. Uh, you can try in Italy, Valentina, to just connect all the innovators and all the entrepreneurs, and now more than ever, um, because there are so many good ideas out there, um, yeah. and they need a platform now, and they need to support now, and. Yeah. So what I heard, for example, there is an example in Italian hospitals that the respiratory systems, they didn't have enough um, like parts. And so what they were able to do is a startup that has a 3D printer was able to just 3D print those parts so they could have them. So I think if, if anything, if you have the power of a network, maybe use the situation to see, you know, where are the pain points of the people that are going through this? Is there any way that we can help them? Um, how can we take the challenge upon ourselves to, you know, do, do your best? Uh, so, yeah, but we're sending much love to, to Italy. We're thinking a lot about you and hope that everything gets, gets well soon. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. If there are no other questions, as Anna said, we are planning uh, um so we're super happy if you send us feedback also afterwards um if this was helpful for you or if it should be another format or if we should do an intro introduction round or something like that or whatever so we're planning to do it next week again because um, what we see is that situation evolves super fast um, everything that i thought is real last week is not real this week um so we are um, yeah, we are on track and we want to share and we want also maybe to um, invite other people to this format to share what they have learned um, because we can only talk from a tech startup tech perspective might be also interesting to talk to somebody from, I don't know, hospital or health tech startup or whatever sector is, I mean, we're all affected at the moment. Um, if you have any suggestions, write us. We are all over social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you'll find us everywhere. And yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for joining. Thank you very much, Anna.
I'm going to advertise two more things okay. <laughs> because we hope that as a community, you guys will be um, tuning in more often. The next one after that is next Wednesday. We're doing our exchange breakfast, female uh, entrepreneurship and investors, where we have a great panel of uh, startups, an accelerator and an investor talking about also how they're going through the last week, but in general, their experiences with um, also exchanging ideas. And hopefully I can answer that last question in terms of networking and how digital networking can work, um, that I can share our experiences after that live breakfast event. Because my hope is, is that a lot of our attendees can synergize with each other afterwards based on what they've heard um, and help each other there. So... That was my little German Tech calendar spiel because we're all digital now and we're rocking it, even if we're events and we're supposed to be physical, but we don't have to. We're virtual and that's just the way it's going to be for the next few weeks. So we got this. Stay safe, people, and take care also of your fellow human beings around you. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye. Bye. That was a wrap here for us at the World Changers in Tech headquarters. Make sure you find us at our webpage, www.german.tech, and subscribe to our newsletter to stay up to date and receive exclusive invites to all our event formats. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Big thank you from the World Changers in Tech team here at German Tech, where we strive to inspire, build, and grow digital ecosystems for a sustainable future. Continue on on our SDGs and World Changers in Tech and tune in soon.